It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun, informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. I had a friend text me yesterday, and his message uh, went like this. My truck died. I'm a landscaper, which I already knew, and he didn't have any way to fulfill his job that he had committed to the next day. And so I called him and I said, do you have a, a truck to borrow? And he said, yes, his sister is going to loan him a truck. And I said, let's consider a barter arrangement. Do you have any friends who are mechanics? And he said, yes, he couldn't afford to fix his truck. So what I suggested to him was that he ask his mechanic friend if he would fix his truck for free in exchange for passing out free oil change coupons to his customer base. My friend really seemed to like that idea because it seems very likely that my friend's landscaper customer database has very little intersection with his mechanic friend's customer base. So the, the, the mechanic was going to win because he had access to a whole new database, and my friend wins because he would get his truck fixed for free. And I said, look, this mechanic should do this deal because if you pass out, for example, 200 free oil change coupons, some of those are going to convert to paying customers. And the lifetime value of even one customer is probably going to exceed the cost of your truck getting fixed. And he loved that idea. So where am I going with this? Barter can be a very, very useful tool to build your business, especially when cash flow is very, very tight. It's a really wonderful way for you to build and exchange your resources. I mean, back in the day, this is how things were done. People bartered and exchanged services for one another so that you didn't have to exchange cash. You exchanged equivalent value. So if you are in a business and cash flow is tight, think about whose services you could trade with to create equivalent value that works in a win-win situation for you both. Explore it. You will be so very glad you did. With all of this in mind, I do want to introduce my guest for this week. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is David Meltzer. Let me tell you a little bit about him. David Meltzer is the author of Connected to Goodness, Manifest Everything You Want in Business and Life, and he is the CEO of Sports One Marketing. In his early 20s, David was at the top of his game in the business world and lecturing around the world, but something was missing, and the multimillionaire went on a rapid downward spiral that ended in bankruptcy. It was only then that David realized in order to revive and thrive he needed to blend spirituality with business. He started to develop his newfound life and business outlook as CEO to super sports agent Lee Steinberg. 
where he, along with Lee and Warren Moon, negotiated over $2 billion in sports and entertainment contracts. In addition to athlete representation, LSSE served as creative and technical consultants on movie and television projects such as Jerry Maguire, Any Given Sunday, For the Love of the Game, and Arliss, which featured on HBO. The result of his transformation is the remarkably successful venture, Sports One Marketing, that he began with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. Clearly an established corporate leader, David is using his sports and entertainment contacts to secure lucrative endorsement deals, sponsorships, corporate equity positions, and marketing of over 100 charitable events. We've discussed all of this and so much more on today's show, and I am super, super excited introducing my very special guest this week, David Meltzer. David, how are you? I'm terrific. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, you're very welcome. It's good to have you on. So here's the first question that I usually ask everyone, David. Uh, tell us about your background. I know you've got a pretty extensive and very uh, lively background. You've had a lot happen to you. I would love to, to hear your story. Tell us, you know, where your successes, where your obstacles were, how you got from where you were to where you are right now. Absolutely. So I grew, I grew up six kids and a single mom, five boys and a girl, and uh, – from that, I had this great desire to be a millionaire, and everything in my life was geared and aimed towards that focus of making a lot of money. And fortunately, as I went to college and I played uh, football and baseball in college and then went to law school uh, to be a sports agent, as things turned, I ended up uh, becoming one of the first people at Westlaw, which was Legal Research Online branding myself uh, an internet guru in pre-chasm or early stage internet. Uh, and fortunately, we got bought by Thomson Reuters for $3.5 billion in my 20s. I stayed on as a young executive, the youngest vice president there uh, with Thomson until Accenture hired me away to be a director of their largest startup during the boom of the internet uh, called EveryPath, which was a wireless proxy server company. And from there, about two years later, uh, I was CEO of the world's first smartphone company, a uh, Samsung manufactured device called the PCE phone, and I brought these smartphones to America in 1999, 2000, 2001. We had one best of Comdex. And through that technology career of mine, I ended up retiring uh, in my 30s, and I have got married, had three beautiful daughters, and that's, believe it or not, where everything actually went bad. <laughs> I lost my gratitude and empathy, became what I call an arriver, just like many of my celebrities and athletes that I've represented. Uh, losing that gratitude and empathy, I started self-sabotage, which included surrounding myself with the wrong people and the wrong ideas. And fortunately, after an awakening with my wife and best friend, kind of intervening and saying, wake up, uh, I went back to work, met Lee Steinberg, became CEO of uh, the most notable sports agency in the world, where I met Warren Moon and helped Lee through his own personal issues and battle with alcoholism. And Warren and I, about five years ago, started this wonderful venture, Sports One Marketing, based off of three key objectives, not only making a lot of money, but helping a lot of people and having a lot of fun. And that takes us to today. Wow, that's a really great philosophy. Um, you know, lots of people don't even have a philosophy. And, 
it's it's interesting. I mean, uh, Peanuts is one of my favorite cartoons. I mean, there was one episode or one uh, comic strip where Lisa or Lucy asked Charlie Brown, "What's your philosophy of life?" And Charlie Brown said, "Life is like an ice cream cone; you have to learn to look at it." And Lucy said, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> 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 but you know, that's still true too. But you know, make a lot of money, have a lot of fun, help a lot of people. That that really is the crux of what life is all about. And I think you capture that beautifully. So let me ask you. Um, Tell us a little bit more about Sports One Marketing. You represent celebrities. You line up corporate endorsement deals for charitable events. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing specifically. Specifically what we've done, Warren and I, because of our unique backgrounds and successes and failures that we've had, uh, we leverage about $2 billion in relationship capital. Uh, all the different, all the right people, what we do, instead of representing them all, we bring them to our projects. And a lot of our projects, in fact, 100% of our projects, have to entail giving back to the community uh, in some charitable way. So we do everything from appearances to speaking engagements. We do huge VIP events around the biggest sporting events in the, in the world and entertainment events. So we have the VIP for the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl and the Masters, Kentucky Derby, Breeders' Cup, the Askers, the Emmys, gifting and the red carpet events, uh, corporate gifting, celebrity gifting. We do the activation sponsorship sales. I also have uh, the Inspirational Sports Network where we provide inspirational, aspirational sports content, and we're building and aggregating quite a bit of content in all sports to motivate and inspire others. Uh, we also have a sports portal for internships.com, the world's largest portal for internships. We have 40,000 companies, 7 million students finding their internships on internships.com. So we have our hands in a lot of things, and Warren and I personally sit down and look through the different projects, and we determine which ones we can make the most money at, help the most people with, and have the most fun. That's a beautiful guiding philosophy. I, I love that. So how do you balance all of that? Is, is, is balance really achievable, or is that just a buzzword? I mean, how, how do you balance all of that out and keep your sanity intact? <laughs> balance is a perspective. So in reality, uh, we, can't, we can't possibly be balanced because there's not enough time and resources to continually have enough time and resources for everything. So I consider balance a perception. What makes it key to me is that understanding what we're balancing. So instead of trying to balance your family and your job and extracurriculars and your charitable endeavors and your other relatives and your friends and your athletics, and your, is that more important to have a balance of your values. So balancing your personal values, your integrity, your character, your family, your love, all of these personal values that you may have with your experiential values, which are your situational knowledge or dummy tax, understanding all that you've learned from the past uh, and balancing that finally with your giving values and mm -hmm. receiving values. So I look at my foundation principle and I keep the balance of my values and understand that everything else in balance, I, look, I, I will tell you, I have four children, and there is not enough time in the day that I could tell you that I balance my time where I have enough time that I, want, that I would like to spend with my, my, my four kids. So that, wow. that's just not realistic. But what I can tell you is I balance my values so that I'm fulfilled, purposeful, and I'm doing the things I need to, to do to be a good parent to them, to instill and empower the values that I have in them, even though selfishly, I personally like to spend, you know, 20 hours a day with my kids. Sure. 
Absolutely. We got about a minute to our first break, and you mentioned a term that I know because I've read your book, but a lot of people may not know because maybe they haven't read your book. What is the dummy tax? Tell us about that a little bit. Sure. Dummy tax is what we all pay when we make mistakes. So, you know, being a realist in life, I've paid a ton of dummy tax. I've lost millions of dollars and I've been blessed to lose it and make it back again. But the dummy tax is all that I've learned, that that tax that I paid by making those mistakes. But it's in my, that dummy tax is in my bank and, and I've paid it. And so now I can move forward with that knowledge and experience to do better moving forward in the future. Wow, that's really wonderful. I love it. This was a really great first segment. We are coming up on our first break, and my very special guest this week is David Meltzer, and he is the author of the book, Connected to Goodness, Manifest Everything You Desire in Business and Life, and we will dive headlong into his book when we come back from the break. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. Don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. 
And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I'm your very, uh, I'm your host Brian, uh, Brian K. Wright, and my very special guest this week is David Metzler, and he is the author of the book Connected to Goodness Manifest Everything You Desire in Business and Life. And before I forget, let me tell you how you can connect with me. You can find me on Facebook. I do have a business page, Success Profiles Radio. Please like the page. You can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free. That would be very, very helpful. I would love to have feedback. Leave a review if you'd like. Subscribe to the show. Uh, rankings on iTunes are predicated on downloads and reviews, so I would love to have your help on that. You can find me on LinkedIn, Brian K. Wright, and you can also find me on Twitter, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. And here we are once again with David Meltzer. You can call us at 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519 if you'd like to call in and ask a question. So, David, your book, Connected to Goodness, where did the idea for this come and why did you decide to write about it? You know, I started with a sales training called Five to Thrive, uh, which originally was stimulate interest, transition interest, share a vision, manage and develop a vision, and then thrive. And the idea of thriving was your energy would create more energy. And through this transformation that happened in my life through the dummy taxes previously discussed, uh, as I paid that and I, and I went through this transformation, I took all these pragmatic principles in doing business and going out and getting what you want, and I had this spiritual journey where I learned to meditate, and I started doing different types of reading and surrounding myself with different types of people and different types of ideas, and so I felt that there needed to be a book out there for those type A corporate go-getters, the black belt Sigma guys who have been through spin selling, solution selling, corporate bureaucracy of the Fortune 500, and there had to be a way to create a book that was in their language in a pragmatic, principled way with discipline, strategy, and understanding, and all these simple key elements that were correctly organized and systematically put together, but yet the underlying tones or themes were very spiritual or woo-woo, but they came across in a business sense. So I think I've written one of the first business books about spirituality. Yeah, and it is very, very well organized. In fact, when I started reading this book and preparing for the show, I thought, oh, this is going to be really easy to prepare for this show because the book is laid out so wonderfully. So let me ask while I'm thinking about it, where can we get your book? So we uh, actually were fortunate. We sold out of our first run of the book, and we did a launch at Barnes & Nobles, and it's back in there, Amazon.com, as well as directly from ConnectedToGoodness.com. All of those places have the, the book, the ebook, and the audio book all available for you. Yeah. Audio books are wonderful, and Brian Tracy calls it your your moving university, or if that's the term he uses exactly. If, if, you, if you are listening to an audio program, folks, and you make a commitment to do this really often, you will get so much more out of it than just listening to music or a baseball game, which I love listening to all of those things on the radio, but I do occasionally like to listen to audio programs because it lets me think a little bit while I'm driving and it stimulates me and it gets me going and, and it fires me up as, as I get my day going. So definitely invest in either the book or the audio program. You just cannot go wrong. So let me ask you, David, why do you think people don't achieve high levels of success like maybe they think they're going to or wish they could? I think very simply it's three letters, E-G-O, edge goodness out of your life with your ego. We have this 
ego that has a need to be afraid, a need to be offended, a need to be right, a need to be superior or separate, a need for accolades and awards, a constant need for more regardless of of anything else. And so this ego, and I define it as getting out of your own way, is that most people fail because they are in their own way, meaning they let their ego decide what actions they should be taking instead of connecting to goodness, connecting to the right people and the right ideas and creating positive positive vibration, forgive the term, this woo-woo term, but a positive attitude and a positive vision that attracts what you want instead of creating shortages for you to overcome as obstacles. Yeah. I am pleasantly surprised by that answer, David. I appreciate that because usually when I ask a question like that, I usually get answers such as uh, not being on purpose, not having clearly defined direction, not working hard enough. All of those have a part in it, but but you talk about ego getting out of out of your own way and possibly getting out of other people's way too. I mean, other people seem to want to put you in a box. But uh, I, t- I tell you what, the people that I find to be most successful are the ones that get rid of the box altogether and just uh, blaze their own trail. Agreed? A hundred percent agreed. And as you become more conscious about it, it then slips into your subconscious and even your unconscious. And more and more good things start happening to you. And you start attracting more and more of the right people with similar ideas and similar philosophies. Not to discount the standard pragmatic approach of being disciplined with great strategy and hard work. But the problem that I find, and, and I've lived through this so I can talk from experience, is that I had a philosophy that I could outwork anyone. I wasn't the smartest the brightest, the most intelligent, the strongest, the fastest, but I could outwork you and I could stay focused and concentrate on the matter at hand. But I found that all I was doing was attracting more shortages, scarcity, and obstacles for me to overcome so that I could feel superior or successful. Instead, using all that energy to connect to what's good, to feeling good, to helping people, to that free will, using all that same energy, I still work my butt off. I'm up at four in the morning every morning and help Helping others and doing the right thing, everything comes to me instead of me having to go out and go getting it. Yeah, that's really fantastic. So let me ask you something, and this is where you lead off in the book. Something you discuss is the importance of having a strong foundation. It sounds so simple, so fundamental, so elementary, but a lot of people seem to ignore it or they don't get it or they don't know how to do it. What blocks people from start having a strong foundation, and really, how do you go about having a strong foundation to build your life and your career on? So what happens is we get caught up in these micro missions, and we forget about our macro mission of being happy. And so as we get caught into, you know, whether it's to graduate from the right college or get into the right graduate school or graduate into the right internship or get the right job or have a happy family or a happy marriage, whatever these micro missions are, is we forget about the grand scheme of things, which requires us to take a moment in peace and quiet to meditate in whatever form you want. You don't have to cross your legs and put your thumbs together. You literally just take a few minutes of peace. This is like being more interested than interesting in the universe. You're not going to do your work without preparing and creating a plan and strategy. You can do the same thing for your life. Take a moment and understand who you are, what makes you happy. And then once you create this foundation, everything that you do, everyone you come upon, you now can have and be aligned with who you are and stand up for you. I was someone, my biggest flaw was I wanted to be loved by everyone until I learned that I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. And I learned what my principles and foundations 
foundation were, then I mm-hmm. could only attract those people that were right for me in my life. Yeah. That is so hard to grasp sometimes. There's an inherent want or need for us to be liked and accepted and respected, but I will tell you, sometimes you just have to not care who doesn't like you because, you know what, those people aren't on your path anyway. So why worry about why worry about pleasing someone who doesn't understand where you're going anyway? That just seems to be the most futile thing I can think of. Agreed? Oh, 100%. I always tell people, you're made by the people you say no to. Oh, I love that. Say that again. You're made by the people you say no to. That is absolutely profound. I love that. So let me ask you, moving to another topic, I think we probably have three or four minutes until the next uh, break. Let's talk about manifestation because really it's in the subtitle of your book, you know, manifesting what you want in your life and your career. How does manifestation really work? Because I'm sure a lot of us out there have seen or heard of the book The Secret by Rhonda Byrne that came out maybe six, seven, eight years ago. For many, this didn't seem to be quite enough. So how does your book address this process? What gap are you filling? How does this perhaps supersede what what that book was about. You know, very, very interesting you picked this question because I think, I think it's a great question. One of my biggest fears about the, that title, about manifesting, is that I didn't want to give it that woo-woo connotation. And, in fact, the first uh, – excuse my language – but the first title of the book was Don't Do Business with Dicks. And uh, I thought, you know, what a great title about uh, uh, surrounding yourself with the right people, the right ideas. The idea of manifestation is simply the ability to attract what you want into your life by putting out the right actions, the right thoughts, the right speech, surrounding yourself with the circumstances in which you want to create. The problem I had with The Secret, and, and I did a lot of work with Lee Brower, The Attitude of Gratitude, uh, you know, and obviously Canfield and, and it, Bob Proctor and all these guys, they're terrific, but they dummied it down so much towards the masses, the secret, that it almost had a feel to me at times in the secret that you could sit at home, high on your mom's couch, and manifest the publisher's clearinghouse check to your door, or simply get a Ferrari by sitting in a chair, pretending you were driving it. That's one tiny visualization component of manifestation. You need to go out there and get and put out the energy that you want to attract everything of like kind to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure many of us out there listening wish they could sit on their couch and manifest a million dollars zooming through the roof of their house and onto their couch, but I don't think I've heard of a single situation where that's ever happened. (laughs) Me neither. You have to go out there and do something about it. I mean, you have to have a plan. You have to work that plan, and you have to persist through that plan. But really, it's talking about, uh, you know, like you said, connecting to goodness. We've got a couple minutes before our break. So tell us what what, uh, connecting to goodness really means. What is that? That's uh Goodness to me, what I try to do, like I said, is come up with these pragmatic terms to help us understand the spirituality or the inspiration in our life. So goodness to me is the 12th man. Right? It's that unknown. Other people call it God, Buddha, you know, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, whatever you want to call it. What inspires us, love, goodness to me was a word that encompassed Everything that gave us inspiration that made us feel good. So my problem is if I use the word Jesus or I use the word Christ or I use the word Buddha or I use the word Muhammad, it would turn off so many different people and separate us. 
What I have found is the word goodness brings us all together because 99.9% of the people that are breathing on this planet all want one thing, to feel good and to be good. And it's ironic that the 0.01% that doesn't have any goodness in them is ruining it for the rest of us. Absolutely. And we are coming up against our next break. We will be right back afterwards. This is Success Profiles Radio. Don't go away. Stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mobby to Mogul Radio Show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Master's of Business administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright, and my very, very special guest this week is David Meltzer. He is the author of the book, Connected to Goodness, Manifest Everything You Desire in Business and Life. And so we talked in the last segment about uh, manifesting and about laying down a foundation. Let's talk next, David, about momentum. And the call-in number to call in and talk to us for briefly is 8 Six six four zero four six five one nine. Once again, that's eight six six four zero four six one nine. 
how can momentum work for us or against us? How do we create and maximize momentum in our careers and in our lives? So maximizing momentum is actually one of my key elements, and what it entails is actually understanding empowerment and how empowerment works with gratitude and empathy. Uh, in order first to empower ourselves, we have to understand that we don't even know what we've received until we've given it away. So we can't give away anything that we don't have. So in order to maximize momentum, we personally have to have momentum uh, in our life and then share it with others. And then beyond that, to maximize it, we have to share our momentum with others and teach them how to share it with other people. So if I can empower 100 people and they can empower 100 people and they can empower 100 people, you can see how a collective belief or how inspiration, the 12th man, or how momentum can be maximized by giving and giving everything that we can, not only to others, but teaching others how to give as well. Hmm. So really it's all about paying it forward. It's simply put, yes. Wow, that's really fantastic. So let me ask you something. I mean, let's talk about the art of the comeback because you've had some pretty spectacular flameouts in your life and in your career. You've witnessed your former boss, Lee Steinberg, go through some, some pretty significant things as well. And everyone we know has had some disappointments and setbacks. Sometimes it's really hard to get up off the mat. So how do you orchestrate a comeback? And what does that process look like? You know, you have to utilize these principles. So, you know, you really need to start focusing in on your foundation, what your values are, and then also have clarity, balance, and focus to create that confidence because confidence is what attracts. And, you know, in sports we call it the zone, right? We've all been in the zone. You can't miss a shot. It's just amazing. And what we have to do is re-engineer our foundation and our guideposts, that clarity, balance, focus, and confidence, and then have perspective with what we're manifesting to have a positive attitude that never say die, never quit, always be positive uh, type of attitude uh, to manifest a, a, a comeback. And ironically, if you look through history and some of my greatest mentors, you know, if you look at Einstein or Disney, two classic examples – Imagine Walt Disney went bankrupt several times in his life, coming home to his wife and saying, oh, don't worry, honey, I'm going to create a kingdom about a mouse, a mouse. and then you know, becoming the icon, not just successful in entertainment, but he is the world. When you say uh, entertainment, people say Disney. And then even furthermore, bankrupt you know, Einstein, who was ostracized from his community, including imagine the perseverance and challenges that he created for himself as not only was he laughed out of his community, but after he created the theory of relativity, it took the physics community 10 years to understand what he had created, even though he knew it was true, and it took them 10 years to accept what he uh, had, had created as genius. And ironically, through all his life, he was mostly considered an outcast and a failure, Einstein, but today, 99% of the people in the world, if you say the word genius, they say the word Einstein. So exactly. these type of stories from Carl Fisher to Einstein to Gates to Jobs, you know, all of these people, including everyone that I knew in my life, they, they went through these types of hardships and, and failures. The difference is not everyone has the courage to be public about it, to make yeah. people feel comfortable about failing and paying the dummy tax. I actually have shifted my entire perspective that when things are challenging, I get excited because I know something good is happening. Something good is going to come to me. Wow. 
That's that's a really great perspective too, because not everyone thinks that way, and you know, true champions think differently than everyone else. So. Tagging off of what you just said, sometimes we just know we have something going on that the world needs to know. I mean, Einstein was like that. Disney was like that. When you are so far ahead of the curve and you can't convince anyone else of it, how do you have the courage to keep going? It's, it has to be about having your definiteness of purpose and having your vision and, and not stopping, right? I mean, is there something more to that? I mean, how do you – is acceptance um, – desirable or something you should strive for or should you just keep blazing your own path and hope everyone catches on? What is that about, you think? You know, that that's a complex issue. So what we want to do is create a triple A strategy in our life. What I try to do is spend more time being interested than interesting. So I try to get alignment with what my beliefs are, with what my vision is, with, with you know, as you say, not, I may be in something so far ahead of the curve, but I have to have that alignment to understand what exactly it is that I'm trying to manifest or attract in my life, and then I take action. The problem that most people have is there's a million great ideas out there, but you have to understand how to take it to market. I mean, you have to understand how to get alignment and belief from the universe, from people, from business, whatever it is. So you can't just be 100% on the woo-woo side or 100% on the pragmatic side. There has to be a combination where we consciously imagine what we want, get inspired, and then take action in a principled way, utilizing discipline, strategy, and understanding. And this is how that you can maintain that belief, that heart, even if nobody believes you, the world's flat, no, it's round. Well, it takes a while, but we follow our principles each day, enjoying our journey, and eventually the world is round. And yeah. the same held true for Einstein as well. That's great. And, and we all know that we can't accomplish anything alone. We have to have people who are with us on the journey. So let me ask you about how you connect with high-profile, successful people. I had a number of people on my show who are connected to people such as, you know, Richard Branson or, or Bono or Desmond Tutu, and, and that just blows my mind. I have to ask, how do you do it? Is there a philosophy or is there a specific process that you use to connect with people who really are in a position to help you out? That's such a great question. So my whole philosophy, this this giving side, I, I read Ben Franklin's autobiography years ago, and one of the key things that he said is the best thing you can do for yourself is ask for help. Because if you ask for help, you become an investment of others. And so what I decided to do is take it a step farther. Not only should you ask for help, but you should offer help to everyone. Uh, that's giving you help because everyone has something to give and everyone needs to receive and needs help. And so what I do is surround myself with the circumstances that I want. And so I do due diligence. I'm more interested than interesting. If I want to meet the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, I surround myself with the charities he's involved with, with the business he's involved with. And then I go up to Jerry Jones and I ask him straightforward for help. And this has helped me. For example, you know, one of the things with Warren, uh, as he was a partner with Lee, I, you know, I, I actually, when I met Lee himself, uh, he asked me for help, and then I said to him one simple thing as I left. We were doing a business uh, deal for a friend. He said uh, to me, uh, I, he had uh, asked me for some help. I said, no problem. I said, but is there anything else I can do for you? And he called me the next morning at 7 a.m. and said, you know what? I've been thinking about what you can do for me. And I, yeah. I drove back up there, and he hired me as his chief operating officer uh, simply because I offered help, and he had asked me for help. 
Yeah. And I love it when I connect with new people. And one of the first things, one of the things that they say in our first conversation is, so how can I help and serve and love on you? And it just blows me away because I know that there are certain specific people in my life who do this. And I can tell who is mentoring those people because yep. there's, there are people that I know that do that. And so it just really blows my mind. And it's, it's really amazing. So what you described earlier, in fact, when you use the example of trying to meet Jerry Jones, you go to the charity, you, you, you associate with the charity that he associates with, you find the people who know him. I, it sounds like you're really describing a six uh, degrees of separation type of strategy. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, it's the spheres of influence strategy. Actually, Lee helped me develop it as well. You know, I believe that there's spheres of influence, and in indirect way, you should be about one degree of separation from all those circumstances, people, and ideas that you want to be associated with. Because of the internet and because of the communications and, and the freedom to travel, it's so easy to be one degree of separation from whoever it is and ask that person for help, including if that help is, would you mind introducing me to? Sheldon Adelson or Steve Wynn or, you know, Lee Steinberg or whoever it is. Yeah, that's really wonderful. I think we've got probably two or three minutes for our next break. So let's begin a topic that I would love to spend hours on, but we just can't. Uh, but you work in the sponsorship and marketing industry. And for any business owner out there who wants to know more about how to get sponsors or how to get celebrity endorsements, what fundamentals have to be in place in order for you to even dream of having a successful partnership to start with? You know, it's three simple things that I look at. I look at the reason someone would do something in this space, the impacts it has on them, and the capabilities that I have and they have, whether it be an endorsement deal, a sponsorship, an activation, appearance, whatever it is. I simply create a, what I call an RIC chart. I look at the reasons that that person would do it, the impacts it has, and the capabilities. And then what I do is I ask open-ended questions to gather more data, utilizing closed-ended questions to narrow that data to this final summary, which is a value justification, a simple mathematical equation that says, can you see any reason why you wouldn't want to move forward? And if I can't answer any of those questions from the RIC analysis, open-ended questions that I've asked myself, closed-ended questions to gear it down to an economic value, then I'm not ready to participate in a conversation to share a vision like that. So it's very systematic what I do, but it also allows me to be twice as efficient, twice as statistically successful, and since I work twice as many hours as most people, I actually have 64 hours of production in one day. Wow, that's great. We've got less than a minute to our next break, so let me ask you real quickly one more time again, how can we find your book? It's uh, at Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles, and then also directly from my site at connectedtogoodness.com. Uh, we'd lo- love, we just got them back in stock. We sold through the first printing, and we're on the second printing already. Okay, and if someone wants to be in your tribe on your email list, can they go ahead and, and sign up for that too? Absolutely. We have a subscriber list sign up, and you can follow me on Twitter at DMeltzer and Instagram at Dave Meltzer. I followed you on Twitter today, just so you know. Follow me back. Oh, very cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We will come right back after this next break. This is Success Profiles and Radio. My very special guest is David Meltzer, and we are talking about his book, Connected to Goodness, Manifest Everything You Desire in Business and Life. We'll be back for our final segment right after this. Please stay with us.
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion. Every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, you will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is David Meltzer, and he is the author of the book, Connected to Goodness, Manifest Everything You Desire in Business and Life. And I know, David, one of the things that is at the heart of what you do every single day is negotiation. I'm sure that we all would love to become better at this. So let me just ask you what your basic philosophy of, of doing a negotiation uh, would happen to be. How do you know if, that, if you have asked or given enough, too much, too little? How do, where's the balance? How do you go about doing this? So I have simple philosophies in negotiation, and you know, besides basing everything on my principles, they're very simple. Number one, one that I've learned from Lee Steinberg, the master of negotiation, is you know, don't negotiate to the last penny. Always be fair, and don't do business with dicks. Excuse my language, uh, but I stick I stick by that. Uh, and then where I come in with my philosophies is that in a negotiation, you have to realize that. People buy on emotion for logical reasons. So you have to understand the emotional attachment and then be able to back it up with the logic, uh, the math uh, of the negotiation. So it's more important. The math is easy for everyone, right? We, yeah. we can determine how much, how little, what numbers are involved. But where my expertise and my success has come is to emotionally connect to somebody, to understand what that energy and motion is doing to them and utilize the emotion to buy or to get agreement uh, in a negotiation. So, for example, since I have three daughters and a wife, it always amazes me how uh, they come home and tell me that they've saved.
save $2,000 on the day, ignore the fact of how much they actually have spent, but instead, right. <laughs> and then, then logically justify their purchases to me because they definitely needed that third pair of Gucci shoes or whatever it might be that they purchased. The same right. could be said for when I was lost and uh, buying my first Ferrari, how I came home and told my wife logically what a great investment that was as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So to be an effective negotiator, you have absolutely have to listen at a completely different or enhanced level than correct. Yeah, at an emotional leverage, you actually have to be more of a psychiatrist and psychologist than you do a salesman or a businessman. I'm telling you the key to negotiation is to emotionally connect with and understand what's motivating the energy of that human being because we all can come up with logical reasons to support those emotions. How do you find out what motivates someone? I would imagine that it's because people's value systems are ordered differently. You know, it's questions. We we have two ears and one mouth. And what I find is that if we understand how to ask the right questions, then we can find what's motivating emotionally somebody and and where that is. So so too many times we're telling people what what they should do. We're we're promoting ourselves where instead the the art of open-ended questions and then taking that data by asking open-ended questions and learning about someone and then utilizing closed-ended questions of, you know, what do you like about that or is this what you're looking for? In a question form, we actually can make our ideas theirs by putting it into their own words by asking questions, and then we come to that logical conclusion. So can you see any reason why we both can't get together and solve this? Right, right. And if someone says, I want to think about this, is it because you haven't clearly established that emotional connection, or how do you beat that? Right. So you got to realize if someone is not ready to buy uh, or to agree that there's several different variables involved. One could be time, one could be emotion, and one could be value. And so what you can do is continually ask questions uh, to see whether it's time, emotion, or value that's creating the resistance to what you want. And so what I've learned to do is, you know, for example, when I say time, sometimes I'm in a negotiation and someone has to leave for their seven-year-old's dance recital. It doesn't matter where I'm at in the negotiation. That's more important and takes a priority over this negotiation. So I have to understand that they're walking away because of time. Emotion is another one. For example, if if I would call you to finalize some sort of negotiation or agreement, but you just found out that a relative had passed away, we're not going to deal emotionally uh, in the right respect, so we have to give you more time. Now, the question is, if you can get down to value and you're just being passed off because you haven't communicated the value correctly, now you can really solve that quickly because time and emotion can't can't be overcome. Now, you need to be confident in what you're doing when it comes to value. You can't be afraid to walk. If you're not ready to walk, don't go into a negotiation. You need to know where your levels are or else you become a ringing towel. And, you know, I love when I'm negotiating and someone's a ringing towel and say, oh, so you'll give me new tires with that. Sure. Oh, and of course, the rust bridge. Oh, sure. You'll repaint the. If they keep saying yes, I keep wringing the water out of that towel. Until, exactly. they say, until they say no three times, and then I know that I've gotten everything that I can out of that negotiation. Yeah, I I love that. And I also love what you just said, too, about not being afraid to walk away from the deal. You should not want a deal so badly that you are just so married to it happening. You have to be willing to walk away from something. 
Absolutely. It's such a mistake, especially significant purchases. I actually, in my second book that I've written, I talk about the fact that when my wife and I, we've owned several properties, and I can't tell you, as we were younger, she would tell tell me in tears, I can't believe we lost that house. I really want, that was my dream. We'll never find another one. You know, you know that's just not true. There's always, walk away, if you're buying a significant thing like a house or a car or a business, always walk away. You always can come back. And if you don't get it, it wasn't meant to be. Trust the universe. Everything will come to you in the right way at the perfect time. And if you trust that universe, if you bet on the universe, you'll become a good bet of the universe, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. We've got about five minutes to the end. I do want to ask you about your really wonderful internship program that you have at Sports One Marketing because it's your way of really paying back and and investing in the, the future of your company. So tell us uh, what inspired you to start doing this and how do you figure out who's a great fit for your organization? You know, that's a wonderful question. It's the most important thing I do because my personal mission, if you haven't noticed, is to empower others to empower others. And the first step is that, especially with the younger generation, is a concept that I want to teach them, which is called be kind to your future self. And my internship program represents being kind to my future self. I'm empowering these kids to empower other people, to teach them how to be happy, to be grateful and empathetic. And empathetic is in sympathy because I can't feel bad enough to make you feel good. I can't feel sad enough to make you happy. I can't feel sick enough to make you feel well. But what I teach them is empathy or forgiveness. And because, like I told you, you don't know what you've had till you've given it away. You don't know what you've received till you've given it away. If you learn forgiveness and you forgive yourself, you then won't condemn others for what you do, and you can forgive others for being human as well. And so I empower these kids to let me know what their objectives are. I teach them these principles. We have trainings every Friday, whether they're here or they call in. I teach them these six principles, three imagination principles so they can envision and dream of what they want, be inspired by their 12th man, and then pragmatically I give them the tools and empower them not only to take action for themselves but to help others take action as well. Wow. If someone's interested in getting involved with you on an internship basis, what do they do? They could contact us uh, at Sports One Marketing and uh, at sportsonemarketing.com. Our phone number's up there. Uh, just ask for Colleen, or they can go to internships.com. All of our internships are posted there, as well as many other companies, leagues, teams, conferences, all types, 40,000 companies posted internships.com, and plenty of sports uh, ones as well under internships.com backslash sports. Yeah. I wish that resource was available when I was in college. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> People in college now are so lucky. I mean, that technology is advanced to the point where it is because you can just go online and find really anything you want. You don't have to go to the library and look at the card catalog and flip index cards until your finger cuts have finger cuts on them. Yuck. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I, I hate to be simple, but I, I – completely believe that the universe is the same way as the the universe. You can have exactly what you want. Yeah, exactly. So as we are coming closer to the end of the show, David, I do want to ask you the question that I ask everyone at the end of the show, who inspires and motivates you? Uh, My family. And that 
starts with my wife, who's my best friend, uh, to my children, uh, to all of my siblings and relatives. And when I say relatives, anyone that's relative to my perception of reality, meaning associates and friends and family, Warren Moon, all of those people as we get farther and farther away to my spheres of influence. But my family and my relatives motivate me uh, to empower others, to empower others, that there'll be a better world when I'm when I'm gone, that some sort, whatever percentage it is, whether it's one person, a thousand people, or a million people, or even a billion people that were affected, and I, I made everywhere I went, everyone I saw, a better person, place, or thing because I touched it. And that empowerment and that ability to inspire others, to help them be happy, is all I care about. And my family, most importantly, inspires me to do that. Wow. That's really fantastic. I love that answer. So in the interest of expanding the world of possibility, let me ask you this. What are your big goals going forward? I know this might sound really big, and I know you have your goals, Brian, but I truly believe that I can affect change in a collective way by making people feel good and happy. I think I can get rid of destruction, disease, you know, decimation, all the dangerous deeds of dividedness. Uh, I can get rid of that by continually meeting thousands of people and, and talking to them and teaching them about what their macro mission is to be happy and empower them not only to be happy themselves, but to teach other people to be happy. Because if everyone was happy, there, there would be no disease. There would be no destruction. There, there would be, be, be no ISIS. There would, would be no problems. There'd be enough of everything for everyone in this abundant universe. And I believe my grand scheme is that I can affect that type of change hopefully in a global way, if not at least in a national way here in the United States. Wow, that's great. We've got about a minute and a half to the end. Are, are you working on another book right now or plans to write another book soon? Or are you? This one came out pretty recently, right? <laughs> yeah, so this one came out and sold out. But, you know, I love writing, and, you know, the process that I have of writing is so easy. I plan on coming out a book every six months. I just finished my, my second book, uh, Mission Happiness. Uh, isn't the title, but that's really what it's about, empowerment. Uh, and yeah. then I've I've started now my outline for my third book. And what I do to to write my books is I outline the book itself. I create weekly lectures uh, on the book where I utilize my interns as my test dummies. And I have Harrison Leibowitz, my my poetic justice, the lawyer who's written Broadway plays and novels, and 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 my my, my right hand man. He he takes my lectures and he puts them into poetic justice, and then I edit them and change it so it's my my own ideas. And uh, hopefully our process is narrowed it down that I can come up with at least one book every six months. Yep. Sounds great. And we are at the end. You can go to connectogoodness.com to connect with David and to buy his book. And I do thank you for joining us, David. And thank you all for listening to Success Profiles Radio. We'll be back every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I will interview some of the most successful people in the world, learn their journey, what they overcame, and what we can get from it. Until then, have a wonderful week. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week, 